Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. And we're on a journey to improve our marriage, our family, our faith, our fitness, well, just about everything. Along the way, we might accidentally give a tiny bit of solid advice, so join us as we chat each week. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Love Podcast. Podcast. Welcome. We're back for another episode of the Fools in Love Podcast, and we're reflecting today Megan and I have been together, believe it or not, 16 years, and we just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary in December. And with that, we've really been reflecting on our relationship, and with all the time we've spent together, we've really experienced a lot of amazing things together, but also, we've had our share of rough patches. And with this in mind... We wanted to talk about what to do if your relationship isn't in the place you want it to be or if you're going through some hard times right now. And we hope that the tips we provide today can get you back to a joyful relationship that thrives for years to come. Absolutely. And it's funny because you said we just celebrated our wedding anniversary and believe it or not, that was seven months ago. Like time is totally flying. I know. It's amazing. (laughs) I can't believe it's going. I can't even believe it's July. I know. So we wanted to just introduce the first thing, which was we've talked about it before, but when relationships are in a rough patch, you have to talk about it. It sounds so simple, but more often than not, it's the single biggest problem in a relationship. People just don't communicate the way they need to. They don't communicate. They don't talk about the issues because they don't want to have hard conversations. They don't want to face the truth and they don't want to be vulnerable. Well, that's pretty silly. That's a very silly justification. If you won't talk about a problem and you ignore it or let it fester, what's going to happen from there? How are you going to overcome that? Right. It's always it's always interesting to me that because so many people we talk to, they'll say like, oh, well, we just don't want to talk about that. And we, you know, I don't want to get into that because it's going to cause more stress or it might cause some friction or it might cause an argument. But look what we're talking about here. We're talking about your relationship. We're talking about your relationship being in a rough place. So how has that been going for you? Not having those conversations, not very well, just by the fact that we're talking about it. And me and Megan have been there too. But the the thing is, you have to be willing to talk about it because if you don't talk about it now, it's only going to become a bigger thing. And that's one of the things we've seen in our relationship early on that the things we didn't talk about and the things that we didn't want to parse because it could have been a hard conversation at the time turned into a much larger problem. Yep. And we still see it all the time in, in people in our real life today. There are so many couples that we know that just ignore it. They're just staying in this place where they're just talking about like the weather. I mean, they're not talking about the thing that's really going on behind the scenes. And it's just so sad to me because we finally, you know, over years and years of just being together have realized that we have to be talking about it always. So I just hope that people today, if there's something going on and they're listening to this, that they would just open the line of communication, just talk about what's going on. Just You don't have to be accusing accusatory about anything. Just say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Can we, can we talk about this? Yes. I mean, early on in our relationship, I'm going to be honest with all of you, we were terrible at this. We just never got this. We ignored a lot of conversations. And when things seemed off, we didn't talk about it. And we really just stuck to these surface level things. 
And it wasn't that long ago where Megan came to me and she was like, Brandon, what, what do we talk about? And I was like, it was a very frank conversation. It was just like, what do we actually talk about? And we didn't come up with a lot, to be honest. We talked about our kids. We talked about our jobs. We talked about the shows we were watching on TV, but we didn't really talk about where we were in our relationship or really talk about each other. We just were really living off a bunch of assumptions and living off a bunch of assumptions is never going to end well either. And that's kind of the danger with being together a long time too, is that you just feel like you already know everything. So you kind of stop asking the questions and kind of stop even having those types of conversations because it feels like there's just no story that Brandon could tell me that I don't already know. And so because you feel like you know them so intimately, you stop asking the current questions too. At least that's how it was for us. And so we didn't really have a great pulse on where we were. Yes. And these surface level conversations, again, are only going to get you so far. Eventually, if there is a problem and you're ignoring it, it's going to begin to fester And it's going to fester for long enough where it's going to boil over and it could potentially blow up in your face. And that's not something we want to happen to you. So just start having those conversations. Next is to define the problems. Once you actually start talking, you're going to find that there are probably a lot of issues that you may or may not have been aware of. Sometimes we're so busy holding everything in and we do such a good job of pretending that we don't even realize, we don't even realize that the other person has these thoughts or opinions about what's going on. We think everything's totally cool and the other person does not. So there is definitely a reason that you should be talking and then defining the problem. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I remember times in our relationship where there was issues and, you know, one or the other of us wasn't even aware. We're just kind of like living, like I said, day to day. And we're not aware that there's even an issue there. So in order to figure that out, you have to define the problem and then you need to sort through all of what that is, all the stages of that and where the biggest issues lie. Because it's hard to take something on without fully understanding what you're up against. And if you don't know what the problem is, then how can you possibly try to change it? Right. And I feel like one of the, I mean, it's small now, but it used to feel big. Just one of the things for us was a small problem. But at the time, it just felt huge to me was just housework. Several years ago, I didn't open my stinking mouth. I didn't say, hey, Brandon, I'm struggling with keeping up with the housework. Could you maybe help? Instead, I just let it fester inside of me and I didn't define the problem. And Brandon had no idea that I was starting to get a little bit resentful. And once we talked about it, everything was, you know, a total 180 and everything was great because he stepped in totally willingly. It's just he didn't even know. He didn't have a clue that I was upset about it or that I felt like I was doing too much. Yeah. And when you're defining these problems, it's going to take some time to unpack them. It's going to take a lot of transparency between both of you because you need to open up and you need to be honest because otherwise you're never going to move past it. And it doesn't mean unloading, even though you will be unloading a little bit, but the term unloading seems like a negative thing, but you do want to put everything on the table when the conversation opens up and it doesn't have to go to a negative spot, but you do want to get it all out there. So you're not still holding things back because I think we always have the potential to hold things back And we don't let everything fully out. And then it's like you're not fully, 
fixing anything because there's still small little things in your closet in the back of your mind that you're not allowing out and not allowing to come to the surface and then they can't ever find a full resolution. Mm, Yes, sir. You also need to make your relationship a top priority. Obviously, you always want your relationship to be a top priority, but especially in these times where you feel like things are maybe a little bit off or you're going through the hard things, that's when relationship has to be one of the most important things that you're, that you're focusing on in your life. And problems often arise when our attention is being pulled in other directions. So when jobs or your kids or life in general just start pulling you away from what's most important, and obviously those things are all important, but at the end of the day, you need to be super connected to your spouse, to your partner, and sometimes that just doesn't happen, and that's where those relationship issues can start kind of festering. Yeah, especially when things become difficult in your relationship, man, can it become so easy to just try to ignore your partner altogether. I remember times in the past with me and Megan where we were having struggles and I would just ignore, either ignore her or ignore any conflict with her because it was just easier to do that. It was just so much easier to do those things. But really in the time of conflict, that's when you should prioritize your partner the most because Like Megan was saying, jobs, kids, just life situations can come up. But what is most important? What's most important is your partner. And as human beings, we always tend to avoid conflict at all costs. It's just how we are by nature. But you got to face these problems head on because they do not go away. They do not go away. Yeah, becoming distant in your relationship is not the answer. It's only going to make these things larger and not going to go anywhere good. Like Brandon said, they don't just go away. It's not like one day you're going to wake up and be like, you know what, everything's fine. It's all good now. No, it's going to get worse until somebody is very, very unhappy. Right. Now more than ever in the relationship, if you find yourself in that spot, you need to lean in and you need to pursue your partner. Just start talking more openly. I can't say it enough. You need to check in with your partner. And this might not be a check-in like you guys are used to. It could be something where I would recommend, and especially a a time where you're struggling, a daily check-in, maybe even an hourly check-in. I mean, you don't need to get crazy with it, but also don't get crazy with the assumption that everything's going to be fine. And like Meg said, you're going to wake up and it's all just going to be great again because it's not going to be great again without you putting in the effort. And I'm here to tell you that we've been married for 10 years and marriage is an effort. It is. It's not like the movies portray. It's not some easy thing where you just fall in love and the stars align and it's great. It does take work. It is a struggle sometimes. It's a struggle more often than I think a lot of people say. But you got to be willing to put in the effort. And if you're willing to put in the effort, you can have a joy-fulfilled marriage it's, it's at your fingertips, but you can't do that by simply ignoring it and hoping it goes away. Exactly. All that effort that you have to put in, it's totally worth it and it will pay off. Yeah. And I think the next thing that I would think of is to not be critical of your partner and not play the blame game. Because once we start to come up with issues, man, it's, it's really easy to point the finger at someone else, isn't it? I mean, I never would, but... <laughs> <laughs> This is this one is really tough because we never really want to take the personal blame. Just think about in life when conflict comes up. 
it always seems to be the other person, doesn't it? It always seems to be the other situation or the other actions or just some other reason for why it went wrong because it certainly couldn't be you. It just certainly couldn't be you. Of course not, never. Nope. Yeah, you really you really just can't blame your partner for everything that's wrong. I mean, it takes two people to be in a relationship, which means both of you have equal responsibility and probably equal blame, at least in some part. I mean, I'm not talking about huge things, but in just your everyday you know, situations, there's definitely a little bit of blame on both sides. And you have to look at the situation from your partner's perspective too you can't just say well it's them it's them it's them and then never try to flip the script and look a little bit beyond that you have to be willing to put on their shoes for a moment and just see what what it looks like from their end that's absolutely right and i've learned that over time because we always want to look at things from our own perspective and it's real easy to do that but it's hard to kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes But a lot of times, if you kind of look through that different lens, it can open your eyes to see things a little bit more objectively and allow you to see things from your partner's point of view. And opening yourself up to that makes the conversations much easier because you can can kind of see where they're coming from. And it just nurtures that conversation further because you're coming down to say, okay, I understand that this might be something that's a problem, how do you see it? And then it kind of just opens up the window to further those conversations. Mm -hmm. And if you tend to be a little bit critical like I am, then this can be really tough because you don't want to be tearing someone down as good as it may feel in the immediate moment. It doesn't do any good long-term. And that's something that I've really had to learn because just by nature, I think I'm a little bit more critical of a person. Not that I want to be. I think it's just how I am. And hopefully one day I will magically not be that way after years and years of working towards it. But when you do have those tendencies, I think you have to be even more careful to just really, really, really not be that way, especially in those times, just to be a little bit more loving, a little bit more understanding. Right. And for for those of you who have kids, I often think of a our relationship is it's like a newborn baby, right? You have to care for it and you have to provide for it daily. You have to give it everything it needs. It can't just take care of itself and it won't just take care of itself. You have to be there to help it along the way and give it everything it needs to build into a grown relationship, a grown adult relationship. Yep, which can sometimes mean just not blaming the other person Even if they have the fault, you just take one, you just deal with it and move on. It's for the overall good of the relationship. Right. And this plays right into the blame game, but I think it's always important to treat your partner with kindness. You always have to make sure that you're giving your partner the respect that they deserve. They're another person in this relationship. And again, if you get into that critical spot, this can become really difficult, but Like Meg was saying earlier, maybe they are more to blame in your eyes. But if you want them to be open with you, the best way to do that is to show them kindness and respect. Yep, absolutely. And understanding just that, you know, if even if they definitely had some blame in it, that you're willing to talk it through, that you're not going to just be judgmental all the time, and that there are ways to resolve it and that you're not going to be the one standing in the way of that resolution. This also doesn't mean that you're just accepting what what's wrong, that you're just accepting the thing. Because 
I I often think about it and it seems like a misconception that because you're being kind with your partner and because you're trying to work through something, even if they have more fault than you, by being kind to them and by trying to work through it, you're accepting it. You're accepting whatever it is. You're accepting whatever the behavior is. But that's not the case. That's not the case. You just see it as something that's worth working on. So, So by working through the relationship and treating your partner with respect and kindness, that doesn't mean you're just accepting everything the way it is. No, as a matter of fact, you're not accepting it the way it is. You're trying to rectify that by showing them kindness to open them up, to have those conversations and to move the relationship into a much more positive light. Amen to that. The other thing that we tend to do is we like to go back to the beginning and do what we did when we fell in love. So anytime we're having a little bit of a hard time, we take it right back to 2003. And, uh, oh, three. <laughs> and just do what we did back then. I mean, we, we want to become almost kids again just to recapture some of the joy and some of the just newness and excitement of that relationship just to remind ourselves why we're even together today. And, you know, of course, life gets in the way sometimes, but if we go back to that time and we do the things that we used to do, man, that can remind us, this is what, this is where it's at. This is what we're doing here. This is why we're together with two kids because we love each other and we always, since 2003, have. That's real. And that's my favorite thing to do, honestly. It's remembering why you fell in love because you, you are are in a place and life is is a grind and you come to a place where you're like where did we even come from what were we even doing and things change like things since me and Megan got married have changed 150% from what they were like nothing is the same we're not the same people our relationship isn't the same where we live isn't the same we didn't start out with kids we have kids now there's so many things that change but you have to really remember why you fell in love Like, what did you like to do when you first started dating? Me and Megan always go back to some of these things, and we still, still to this day, if we go on a date, a lot of times we'll go play putt-putt golf because we love going and doing that. Or we'll do a pizza and a red box because back when we were broke and we were first married or first dating, we would go get a hot and ready pizza for $5 and... Maybe if we were feeling lucky, we'd even throw in the crazy bread for another $1.25 and we'd get the dollar red box movie. But I'm telling you, being kids again, gosh, it's it's great. Like have fun. There's nothing that says you can't have fun in your relationship. Even if you're struggling, bring back the fun, bring back the joy. You want to be brought back together? That's the way to do it. Go date your spouse again. Yeah, I mean, this stuff is serious, but it doesn't have to mean that you can't have fun. I mean, smiling, laughing, reminiscing, just having those joyful times together, it's going to bring back all the excitement in your relationship and just go out and do it and try it and you'll see that it makes a big difference. Yeah, I remember one time it was, I don't know, several years ago and we were just, we were in one of those places. It just wasn't a good place and... I'll never forget it. Brandon surprised me with a whole dinner out on our back patio. He did the whole candlelight. He prepared the whole thing. It was the sweetest thing ever. Like, I will never forget that dinner because I just loved it so much. It was so, it took so much effort and it took so much planning. 
And it was so memorable for me. And it just reminded me of our early days when we just had all the time in the world to relax and talk and be together. And it it was one of those moments where it just felt rekindled for me. Yeah, I'm a G. I know it. <laughs> I'll <laughs> give you that one. It's funny too because as as Megan was just talking, I look over on on her desk and she has a picture of us. It's an old picture of us, like one of the first pictures we ever had of each other or with each other on her desk. And it's just a it's a reminder of where you were and where you came from. And we were babies in this picture, but that's like where it all started. That's where we fell in love. And that like emotion that's brought out from that picture, just looking over at it in a stressful day reminds her that this is, this is, this was love. This is where it came from. This is where it was born from. And reminding yourself of those things is always going to be helpful to help you through any stressful times you're at. That's a really good point. We actually have the very first picture that was ever taken of us on our fridge. And I love to look at that picture. We do all the time. And both the kids, I mean, they know we look a little crazy, but they know who that is. And I just love that sweet little moment. We were outside. We were at my mom's house. And I'll just never, again, never forget that moment. But that's a great that's a great strategy for being able to think back to where you were and who you were and how you fell in love is to just have those physical reminders right there too. Yeah, that's so right. And and the next one we're going to move on to is self-care. And self-care is a must. Man, I know it sounds so counterintuitive, but if you want to show up well for your family, if you want to show up well for your relationship, you're going to have to take an inner look at yourself. Because if you're not right then how are you going to show up right for your relationship? Right. How are you going to be able to work through everything that you're going through if you don't even have yourself sorted out? You have to be sorted out with yourself or you can't possibly go and fix the issues that are in your marriage. Yeah, self-reflection, I mean, it can really help to lead you to just a better understanding of the issues you're having because maybe something in the past is there that's affecting where you are today. Maybe there's something that happened to you personally that's causing your current issues in your relationship. And this could be something from years ago. But by taking that internal look, by having yourself be in the best place and be the best version of yourself, you're going to show up with the best version of yourself to your relationship. Mm-hmm, you sure are. And self-care can mean so many different things. I don't think anyone's self-care is going to look the same as the next person. I know even for Brandon and me, it's... It's just a little bit different. Like we do some of the same things, but also there are things that we do that are different because self-care is individual and should be individual because it should be something that recharges you, refuels you, and just makes you feel like you're ready to take on the world. Like you can tackle those problems and those issues, no problem. Yeah. And and Meg and I still do this today. We take time for ourselves. We spend a lot of time together, but we try to work in that time for ourselves because by taking the time for yourself, giving your time giving yourself some time to think, giving yourself some time to just be you, which can get lost when you're with someone for a really long time. You're like, wow, who was I? Who actually was I? Because this this person's been a part of my life for so long. But by taking that time and looking at it and then going back and taking a fresh pair of eyes on your relationship, it can give you such a new life and a new energy and just help you move forward 
Yeah. The quote that comes to my mind right now is distance makes the heart grow fonder. And obviously, self-care is not like any long-term space away. But, you know, if you take those 30 minutes or an hour or a weekend or however much time you can possibly have, then when you do reconnect, it's going to help those those issues because you do realize in those moments, man, I'm I love this this space to be me, but I also can't wait to get back to who I am with my person. One of the other things we often do is we do a lot of reading books and that might be individually or that might be together. We do couples devotionals together. We find a lot of free resources and there are a lot of free resources out there for couples. Yeah, we won't spend a lot of time here because I think you guys know what we're talking about, but there are so many different books on marriage, on relationships, on communication on everything you want to find you obviously know you can always hit up your library or any of the bazillions articles on google just be careful what you're looking at but be sure to check out episode five which was meaningful conversations episode nine which was pursuing your partner and episode 19 which was money sex and kids which was an interview with therapist lisa mustard those are obviously free because they're right here on this podcast and those are great resources as well Absolutely. And the last thing we would say is to seek help. If it gets to a point where you just can't do it on your own, you can't do it with the free resources you're finding. Maybe you just can't get through to your partner no matter what you try or what you do. It's always important to know that there is help out there. Again, you can do this for free, but if your relationship just needs a little bit more than that, you can always turn to a professional. There's going to be therapists in your area or available through online therapy websites, and they're there to help you throughout. Don't count that as a weakness because it's something you can't do on your own. A lot of times it just takes an unbiased person's opinion in order to speak into your relationship in ways that you can't possibly see because you're too close to it. Mm-hmm. You guys, our marriage is so far from perfect, but we firmly believe that these tips can help when things are just not going smoothly. We know because we've used them for over the course of our 10 years of marriage, and we continue to today. Over the past few years, we've devoted ourselves to openness and honesty as a way to see the problems in the early stages and actually address them rather than just waiting till the issue explodes on us as we tended to do in the early days of our relationship. Oh, that's so true. And we invite you guys to have those conversations. If you find yourself in a rough patch, we've been there. We've been there. But you can come out of it. There's a light at the end of that tunnel. But you got to be willing to put in the work. You got to be willing to spend the time. And you got to be willing to be vulnerable with your partner. Hey, thanks for tuning in another show of Fools in Love Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast or follow us over on Facebook at Fools and Love Podcast or hit us up on Instagram. Megan's at This Average Mom and I'm at Brandon Giggling. We'd love to hear from you over there. Talk soon.